Hey folks, Editor Game Buddy here. This episode sounds a little bit different because we had some technical issues and I had to put it together from a different source than I usually use, but it's still a really fun episode with our guest Prismaya, so enjoy! Welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falara. I'm Rock the Jake. And we have a very special guest with us today. Please welcome Prismaya. Hi, that's me. I'm Mika, Yay. also known as Prismaya. Yay. Also known as Mika Prismaya, cool streamer. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have to introduce myself, huh? Yeah, my name is Mika, also known as Prismaya. I'm mostly known on the internet for streaming, and that's pretty much it. But I'm really excited about today because my introduction to Sonic was the Advanced series which basically I got into because I was very into Mega Man as a youth. And then those things uh, just sort of coexist. You sort of just naturally progress from one to the other if you like them. It's true. Um, as for like my contributions to the Sonic fandom, uh, thankfully I've mostly been wiped off the internet. <laughs> 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 because uh, it was mostly making little Sonic OCs and putting them on DeviantArt and all that fun stuff. So wouldn't know anything yeah. about that. Nope. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Must be only me, right? Yeah, clearly. Well, I never put mine on the internet, so I'm fine. <laughs> I think shows how old I am. At least My in a, a small way, we've all been baptized in the fires of Sonic fandom. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Sonic Advance this time, aren't we? Oh, I should also mention as that caveat, I have a significant bias to the Sonic Advance series, um, which I know I was talking to you guys a little bit about before we started. Um, I actually prefer them vastly to the originals. I know I can feel people getting their pitchforks and torches ready already, but we'll defend you. I'm a little biased, <laughs> so keep that in mind. I like them a lot. And in replaying Sonic Advance, I was like, oh, man. It's like nature is healing. I feel so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Just Imagine having biases about Sonic games. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> no Not one's possible. ever done that before. <laughs> Every Sonic fan is level-headed and likes all the Sonic games equal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the attempt at trying to say that straight, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and also, everybody likes all of the comics exactly the same. Well, we're at oh it. my god! Yeah. Can we talk <laughs> about something nice now? I would. <laughs> I would love to. Let's, hey, I'm at Sonic Advance. Let, oh, let's yeah. get into it. Like, hey, sure. I I still remember the first time I even learned Sonic Advance existed. I believe it was like the February 2002 issue of Nintendo Power that I first like got turned on to its existence. Like right before it came out. It's been a hot minute. And. But. I'm I'm almost falling into the same trap. I almost said, was that peak Nintendo power? Because I think that was in a couple of years for subscribing for a full year, you could get that Zelda collector's disc, one of the greatest bonus prizes. That, that was oh, yeah. that was like a year or two before that. I know because I have that collector's disc. Oh yeah, oh, man. Wow. Good old Nintendo power. <laughs> yeah. 
he mean, says I through his rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> the thing is, I had Nintendo Power, but it was my brother was subscribed, and so any freebies or anything, like he still has those, so I don't get to flex. <laughs> I have no context for Nintendo Power. I just know that it existed at one point. <laughs> I never had it. Yeah, that was that was an American only thing for a while. Although, didn't they get bought by eventually get bought by Future, which was like a yeah. The, late, the later years were published mm-hmm. through Future US. Gotcha. Future. Anyway, all that, to say that, <laughs> all that to say that I do remember like Nintendo Power fully like embracing the fact that Sonic was coming to new consoles now. Mm-hmm. God, Sonic on the Nintendo console. It like, feels so <laughs> strange. Not to anyone, like, anyone of these, this day and age, it might feel like, you know, normal. Sonic's a multi-platform guy. But at the mm-hmm. time, he was like the head of the company that was always, like, being a real shit to Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I seem to remember, even with that being my introduction to Sonic, kind of having this feeling of, oh, things are different now. Oops. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think we we briefly touched on it going over like the the development history of Sonic Heroes, but behind the scenes, it was pretty. Uh, I remember it was pretty dire as far as Sega was like, okay, either we make this work and start putting games and Sonic specifically on other stuff, or we are like we are donezo as a company. <laughs> <laughs> but as we know in. Uh, hindsight now sega was able to make it out of that slump and it was i would say it's not it, it was not just uh them necessarily pulling themselves up by their bootstraps to use a kind of muddy <laughs> phrase these days to use but boomer they, terminology yeah great. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh but they uh, i think in addition to making sonic multi-platform they also brought in more um not not all the time but every now and then they brought in some outside help and Honestly, as far as talking about Sonic Advance and just like an outside video game developer in general, like I think Dimps was spot on, like to bring in for Sonic Advance, because uh, Dimps, like I-, I feel like a lot of people have played a Dimps game because they have a huge selection of games, like even in in like their early years that like were huge. Um, and if you'll indulge me, I'd like to mention a few of them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> It's interesting, as far as games that they developed, like, in their very first year, 2001, they released Digimon Battle Spirit and Sonic Advanced. So that's already, like, two major franchises right there. Going on, they worked on Shaman King, they worked on One Piece, they worked on Inuyasha, then they made Sonic Advance 2, they made Dragon Ball Z Budokai. And, like, going on even further, they, like, the most one of the most recent games they made, which uh, it's kind of eh, mid, is <laughs> Dragon Ball The Breakers. They They helped work on that. Um, so basically, they're like the shonen anime guys right now, which is appropriate for Sonic bit, but, at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they also, you know, were a big part of the development of Street Fighter Four, which is oh, you know kind of a big yeah, deal. Yeah. And it's important to remember that you know their Sonic Advance work was coming right on the heels of what they had done on Sonic Pocket Adventure, because uh, Dimpsis actually, I believe, was founded by ex SNK staff. So oh, interesting. Which is why oh, they were working on the Neo Geo. Yeah, Dimps to me always seemed like um God, using this positive positively, but just like a workhorse developer to where they will do, you know, like you mentioned, a bunch of licensed titles and pretty good at putting out a I know you said mid, but just I would even say like perfectly acceptable middle of the road licensed titles. Like even even Dragon Ball Breakers, from what I've seen, is like 
they sold that game for like 20 bucks right out the gate. And you know what? It's a lot of the uh, a lot of the games that Dimps does feel like, yep, this is a perfectly suitable game, which is why when I picked Sonic Advance back up again and jumped into it, I was like, wow, this feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. How I, much of that is like colored by the fact like Dimps would be known for making some pretty notorious Sonic games in later years? I mean, I, yes, because I remember that discussion, especially by the time like the second Sonic Rush and then you started to get like the the portable versions of main Sonic games and people being like, oh, here comes the Dimps formula again. <laughs> and but uh, yeah, keeping that in mind, like uh, still uh, jumped right into Sonic Advance, just amazed that it, it felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I have more of an appreciation for it now. Like, I loved Advance back in the day, but I feel like, you know, now that I've played Pocket Adventure, I can definitely see more of the through line of, you know, where what they did there continued on into Advance, just kind of turned up a little bit to bring in more of, like, that modern Sonic feel to it as well. That's kind of the thing. This is kind of like the meeting of the two worlds. What was like an, an immediate jump into like what we would understand as modern Sonic at the time. But I, I think it's more adventure era Sonic mm-hmm. and just sort of like molding that with the Sonic that people knew already. So this, so we got like a 2D game here, but with the look of like adventure Sonic and I think it works mm-hmm. rather well, actually. Yeah. Like especially a lot of the the backgrounds and the enemies and the you know, world sprites and things are really reminiscent of the original, but obviously the characters are very much like, what do you say, like overhauled to look extremely like modern, modern how we understand it now and to be on model with how they appear in the adventure games. Yeah, and that extends to even like little details as well. Like I don't think I ever realized until now that most of the animals that pop out of the robots are like the specific animals you give to the chow in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Oh yeah! Yep, oh, I noticed man. that too. Yeah, I, I was like, that's I like that attention to detail a lot. I love that little lion. It's so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super it sits cute. there and growls. <laughs> I love how the the sprite work maybe perfectly is going too far just because I was so charmed by these, but emulates the the illustrations from the Sonic Adventure era. And I love how like the big character portraits and like, oh. you know, the ending scenes are so skinny and lanky and per you know, just Looks like those characters you used to, and ah man, the, these sprites are beautiful. And this, they, some of it even seems like they created just way too many animations than they needed. Not that it impacts <laughs> the gameplay, but they were just showing off. Th- there is a reason why everybody was recoloring these to create their fan characters back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mm, I wonder who was doing anything <laughs> like that. Although I was gonna say. Again, going back to everyone raising their pitchforks, um, the sprite work in this game, well, in these games in general, I vastly prefer the classics for a reason, and that's that I really like the the high contrast look, how they're using the black outlines, not all around the sprites, but in parts of it to make things feel very contrasted. Yeah. And I know you could say, like, oh, maybe they put too many animations, but when I was replaying it, I was really struck by the fact that all four of the playable characters had a lot of thought put into their unique animation so that you got a feel for their character without dialogue, mm, which in a game exactly. without much story is really important when you're trying to just appeal to the player to get you an idea of what these characters are like. Especially even, on like, a their small idol screen. Animations, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. On a small screen, it's it has to be pretty stark and noticeable, but especially like their idol animations or like, you know, just the different ways that they, they interact. Or even, oh, one thing I notice is all their snow snowboards are... 
unique to each other. Yeah. Like they don't have unique designs. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed by that. I was like, because I feel like maybe they could have just, you know, give them all the same snowboard, whatever. It's fine. But I like that they had, they put thought into that, you know. Tails has got like a little floof on the end and then Sonic's has the stripe going through it. Like, it's nice. I, you're right on the money. And I even like little subtle differences to like the classic games. Specifically, the one that comes to mind is Tails is the only character who can like swim. And he swims like he did in the classic games, but because he is now a modern Tails who's a little more stretched out, um, he does a, it's a, I mean, it's still adorable, but like a little half doggy paddle where he just kind of, <laughs> you know, moves his arms to pull himself forward instead of like putting his whole body into it in the classic ones. And yeah, like you said, it really does just help give the characters well, character, um, mm -hmm. because the the actual story of the game, I mean, it's like literally two sentences in, in all versions. <laughs> yeah. It's Dr. Eggman is making bad nicks with animals in him again and wants the Chaos Emeralds. The end. Go stop him. <laughs> Go do something about it. But they, they do with the presentation, like you you add your own little things, like not to skip ahead, but like the very ending, like after, you know, beating the last boss is supersonic, like goes out of its way to say like a few days later. And I remember being as a kid, mm -hmm. like filling in the, well, what was Sonic doing at the time? And I, I just, I like little stuff like that that just lets you, like I'm perfectly fine with, with stories in smaller games like this, but also do appreciate stuff like that that just lets you fill in with whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, again, for the creative young minds, it was like, oh, I have so much to think about now. <laughs> so. Fanfics all right from this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pulling out a notebook instantly. Like, all right, gotta get started on my Sonic fanfic. I was gonna note too with Tails doing the doggy paddle, it, it contributes well to like, okay, he's the, the childed character, he's the younger one. Mm -hmm. Um oh, but yeah. then like Knuckles does a, a float, doesn't he, on top of the water? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he looks that's very interesting. like in control. It's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah. See, it's it's the little <coughs> things that's they really put the thought into okay, let's give them all unique character animations. I really dig those details too. Yeah, not not to overanalyze, but yeah, you do you do get a sense of this was before they decided to fully commit to Knuckles being for quite a while the loud, angry, kind of stupid one because mm -hmm. his sprites in this like show his strength, but also that he does like like you said, even his little swimming animation that he mm -hmm. is in control. Uh, mm -hmm. Even compared to other characters, like you know, Tails can swim. Sonic just sinks like a rock. Uh, <laughs> Knuckles floats. And Amy, we'll just say Amy's weighed down by her hammer. She chooses not to swim. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah, Painted well, a little bit agency better. in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, they're almost playing Knuckles like the stoic here, I feel like. Mm -hmm. sort of well, look at his victory animation, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> so cool. See, you know, Even, when I mentioned I was in love with Knuckles as a child, can you blame me? He was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he, he's one of the only ones because they all have unique reactions to um, Mecha Knuckles, the the mm -hmm. boss in the Angel Island. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, he has a slight moment of like shock, like, well, that's not normal. But then immediately like puts his dukes up, like, bring it on, buddy. <laughs> that ain't me. Faker? I think you're the fake again around here. <laughs> and I'm going to punch you. That's a little too pink. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like a magenta color, right? Yeah. Yeah, with his with his yellow gloves from Sonic Adventure. Yep. I, I like that design. And I, and obviously, you know, we're in the middle of the Mecha Knuckles Renaissance coming off of Scrapnik Island, so Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm. <laughs> you should read those comics. They're really good. They're really um, good. <laughs> it's scary. Oh, those oh. ones, yeah. That little mini series. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Knuckles music? is just too cool. He is. He yeah. distracts me too. <laughs> so the uh, also there's uh, there's music in this game. I don't know if you noticed. Um, really? Just for point. <laughs> I just want to point out because like uh, it's uh, Tatsuki Maida who we talked about during our Sonic 3D soundtrack episode. Oh, uh, that's right. And then uh, he did about half of the soundtrack, including uh, there's a lot of Masato Nakamura tracks from Sonic 1 and 2 in this game for whatever reason. He got paid. Uh, yeah, like, for one. Yeah. <laughs> invin- That's how it, we figured out. Yeah, no, That's like the invincibility theme carried over. There's the Sonic 1 and 2 boss themes, Scrap Brain, Starlight, Emerald Hill two-player version. Like there's a surprising amount, honestly. I'm a little shocked that they like pulled as much as they did. I guess that was just to sort of play with the nostalgia of it because they were doing like a 2D game for the first time in a while and they were like, let's have give people something to connect to the old games here. That's true. I guess that was maybe what they were going for. I'm pretty sure of it. You know, we can debate whether, you know, the GBA sound chip did those arrangements any favors, but, you know. <laughs> I, st- I still like the music in this game, though. Oh, yeah. Like, like, as much as oh, I yeah. didn't really have the Game Boy Advance growing up, I played a lot of the games on my DS eventually. Uh, I do really like the sound of the the, the the GBA sound font, if you will. Yeah. There's something distinct mm-hmm. about it in any of the games it appears in. Those Hoenn horns. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, that's actually something I thought about while I was playing it, that the experience of that music is a lot different coming out of a Game Boy Advance. Um, just due to the tech, like, a lot of the music is overcompensated on the Game Boy. Um, so if you play it emulated, it kind of sounds bombastic. I don't know how to put it. Like, it's mm-hmm. raining. But I know for a fact, because I can remember playing it out of a Game Boy Advance, it sounded much more palatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, trust things. us, guys. It sounded great if you were there at the time. Maybe it's nostalgia blindness, but I'm pretty sure it sounded better. <laughs> it's one of those things you have to keep in mind that they were even back, you know, like the 2000s were still developing for specific hardware. Like, mm-hmm. I guess an example would be I've seen um, people who have tracked down the original samples uh, used for a lot of Super Nintendo games. Um, and like recompiled like oh hey it's the Super Mario World theme but with the original samples from like the keyboards and whatnot. And it does sound like on a technical level, better, because it's nice and crystal clear. However, there is something lost from the fact that it is not compressed by that Super yep. Nintendo hardware. And it's not, I mean, just to flat out say it, it's not how I remembered it. So, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the music of this. Like, it's hard to, to, like you said, bombastic, the Hoenn horns. It's hard to come up with a way to say, like, that opening riff on the, um, uh, you know, for Neo 
uh, Green Hill Zone does sound a little farty. But in a good way. <laughs> yeah. In a way that would feel good coming like in your hands, like holding the, the Game Boy Advance, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, about half of the soundtrack was Tatsuki Maeda. Uh, the other half was Yutaka Minobe, who also worked on uh, other stuff like uh, Black Knight, Shadow the Hedgehog, Pinball Party. Uh, he was the piano and the Werehog battle theme from Unleashed. Okay. And uh, I couldn't resist putting in that little tidbit. <laughs> and he also and he also did the music for the 2003 Astro Boy series and Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Ds. Huh. Ooh. Oh. Card games on motorcycles. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, this was kind of a, a last minute addition because we all realized we had never played it. There is multiplayer in this game. It just requires you to link up with other real life people. And gross. I can't say nope. I ever had the opportunity. <laughs> no. Because not I... only would it require having other childhood friends who liked Sonic, but also carried around their Game Boy Advances, their own copies of the game, and their link cables. I, I think they had a single pack mode. Yeah, I think that's the one where you just collect rings, but the uh, God, the cool one, the the find the chow and some of the others where like each, I thought it was neat that each synced up player doesn't choose a character. It's just like in descending order, like player one is Sonic, player yeah. two is Tails, etc. It looks really neat. Um, I'll just have to live vicariously through YouTube videos, I guess. I mean, here, yeah. here's hoping it shows up on Switch Online and we can, you know, play remotely. Oh, that yeah. That would, that's that the perfect use for it. I really, really hope that happens. I know in the Americas, all all five, I can't remember. Maybe Pinball Party was Sega, but I know... Advanced series and battle were published by THQ, which doesn't exist anymore. And Sega has just been real quiet about like, I sure would assume that the the rights to the Sonic the Hedgehog games like reverted to Sega of America if they wanted to bring them out here. Because I think wasn't it the first two advanced titles showed up on the Wii U's virtual console in Japan? Yes, um, that's correct. But has they have not been re-released over here yet. And just, yeah, fingers crossed that they do make it over to the Switch Online. Because that would be amazing. I would love to see an Advance and Rush collection at some point. Mm. Like, oh, I feel like yeah. that would be... I, I feel like that's got to be a thing that they have at least talked about at some point. Maybe we'll get one way down the line, but who knows. I, I would hope so. Pe people have their, you know, quibbles with how Sega's handled Sonic Origins. I, sorry, I would be the the dirty little consumer and plop down money for any version <laughs> of, no. of, of a GBA uh, DS Sonic collection. <laughs> the good yeah. ones, anyway. The feeling is mutual. Same here. I just be like, all right, just take my money. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> This one time I will give in to astonishment. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I feel like we need to mention the tiny chow garden. Oh, this is a recurring feature for the advanced games, I think. Yep. Yeah. Actually, would just, yeah, like, because even in a. Was it in Sonic Pinball Party as it well? It was. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that before. <laughs> I think you have to unlock it in some of the other advanced games, but it is default for this one. And it is, it's adorable. 
and it may be, maybe I am just showing my age. It never replaced the VMU Chow adventure <laughs> on Dreamcast <laughs> for me. But it is super cool that they just made this work. Like, you know, mm-hmm. for one of the, the, the few games you could hook up to your GameCube. Uh, it oh, is yeah. super cool that this was a thing. Yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia, actually, because I did the the tiny chow garden stuff a lot. It, I don't feel like, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Obviously, I didn't do it while I was replaying it, because um, I was emulating it. But I don't feel like there was a whole lot to the tiny chow garden. Yeah, it was more, like, from what I recall, it was mostly just, like, you could play the mini games to get, you know, some extra experience for your chow. And then, yep. you know, just check in on them during the day. But there was not... I don't remember there being a whole lot. I think you might have been able to buy some like chow fruits and stuff to give to your chow using the rings you collect in the main game. But I, yeah. it's, it was not nearly as robust as obviously the like full chow gardens from Adventure One and Two. You no. can uh, you, you can buy some toys for your chow that I think were only in the tiny chow garden. And also, I I can't remember if they were available like in some version of the Sonic Adventure games, but it seemed like um, rare like chow eggs with different colors. And uh, you you can use the rings you collect in the main mode. And I thought, oh, well, that's cool. But after, you know, completing the game fully checking, I think I had like 15,000 rings only to see that there was like a rare chow egg worth like 100,000 rings. I'm yeah. like, well, uh, not going to be doing any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I, just looking at some of the little quotes that the chows say sometimes. And there's this oh, one who's saying, totally. I'm always eating. I eat every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know, mate. <laughs> My memories of Chow Garden were basically what you said. Yeah, I, I just briefly looked at Google. It does look like you could get eggs and fruits that were exclusive. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to it. It was mostly just cute and really cool. And the Chow would say really weird things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah, like we were kind of talking about, it really does feel like, you know, Advance feels like and it's building on kind of the classic formula and physics. And, you know, it really does... I think I played a little bit of Advance 2 and 3 to refresh myself. This is definitely the one that feels most like the original Genesis Sonic games, I think. But with yeah. A, yeah. a little bit of a uh, little bit of extra flourish, like uh all the characters have some of their moves from the adventure games, which is a little surreal, I got to admit. Yep, it it feels like not a lot of them are needed, but they are again like we said just nice showing off the flashy cool animations um if i could say one thing as a a you know a, a lay person when it comes to like the actual programming of sonic games it feels like the physics are incredibly close to classic sonic okay. titles but the the speed is a little toned down like when you're even like uh, uh, hitting boosters with Sonic, I don't feel like you're as fast as like maybe Sonic Two. However, uh, it feels much easier to build up momentum as yes. far as like even with like Amy Rose, if you just take a few steps back and do her, uh, I think in the manual is called her giant step. You can make it through <laughs> like loop de loops. Whereas like you know, just recently replaying Sonic One, like. Uh, sometimes you really have to like jog back quite a bit before you can build up enough momentum to get up a big hill. So that that was the only difference that that stood out to me as far as these games feeling really like very much an evolution of classic Sonic and not like, oh, let's try and make it perfect and, you know, 
screw it up like often happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, because we played we we played lots of other attempts at redoing the uh, Sonic 2D formula that just didn't work out too well. But I'm picking this up. I mean, you know, you know, I've got like big old brain ones when it comes to classic Sonic, and I want it to feel a certain way. And this felt perfectly fine to me, at least in terms of physics. Like, I was I was doing the little rolls on the inclines, and Sonic was gaining momentum. It, you know, it's just those little things. The, the being able to play around in this on the Sonic Funhouse, so to speak, uh, that just felt okay to me. Mm-hmm. Better the Funhouse than the Schoolhouse. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, for me, um, the only advanced series game I had ever played before this was two, and that was because my introduction to the advanced series was actually through the Mega Collection by just listening to that title theme over and over again because I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, there was like a little bit of a like a mental learning curve of because I feel like in Sonic Advance Two you gain momentum even faster, and I, and me personally, I think that game feels a little bit better. But I do mm-hmm. agree that like it's kind of surprising how quickly you can gain like the top momentum that looks and feels right in this game and i think dimps knocked it out of the park as far as like just how good it feels to control specifically sonic but like all the characters in this game i think one of the things i forgot about is that it's actually kind of short like there's only six zones with two acts each and then one with the bosses at the end kind of it feels like it's taking a lot of cues there from like sonic one in that it's just kind of really condensing down everything it can into the zones rather than kind of trying to spread it out. I do think that works to its advantage once the levels start getting uh, bigger and more complex. Oh, goodness. It, you know, I, I guess probably Angel Island is where it starts to get really labyrinthian. Yeah. Um, lots mm-hmm. of different paths. I wouldn't say at this point it's necessarily bad. I think there are other Sonic games that come after this where the levels are almost too complex. I, I feel like there's a, a good balance here to where even remembering like some, some levels I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed as much as the others, but also like still had their advantages of well if i stay on the top part like that's the route i know and i'm gonna make it to the end of the level like pretty i I know that the end is coming up and i'm not just sitting here watching the timer tick up or tick down thinking okay am i gonna make it out of here i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i appreciate that there's a like i think the level design this game is actually pretty good i appreciate that there's a lot of points where you know you think you're supposed to go right and oh no actually you're supposed to go left and you hit a dead end or whatever. And I I appreciate that it isn't just like quite so linear as some of the other games, which is something that I remember even happening with, you know, the later advanced games. They got a little more hold right to Winnie, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Well, that's how people understood Sonic to be. So they guess they started delivering that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say some people consider that a pro, some people consider that a con, some people like the idea of exploration in the level for you can find your way around a labyrinth, so to speak. Some people are like, I want to hold right to win, so. <laughs> I, th- I think that, that Dimps-specific boost formula works better once they get around to Sonic Rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before about like some of the older Sonic games that we've played, um, how sometimes as far as the aesthetic look of the levels, uh, especially the most m- most recent one I could think of is Sonic CD because that's like the big one that I mentioned. Some of the levels looked really, really busy and it was like kind of distracting. But I think yeah. I think from a purely aesthetic and art-based level, I think all the levels here just look really good too. Like there's still some 
fun, good details in there, whether it's like a little bit more spacious or whether there's just more things going on in the background. But mm-hmm. as as far as me, like I was able to play the game <clears throat> without feeling too visually overwhelmed or distracted. And I, I sincerely appreciated that. <laughs> One of the concerns I had picking up the game was that with it being a handheld Sonic game, that it was going to feel claustrophobic. And it has its moments, but it really doesn't. So the balance is hit pretty pretty well, I think. Well, if you yeah, want to, if you want to play a claustrophobic version of this game, you could, there's always the end gauge port. <laughs> that, I was, I was gonna say, you know, the, the Game Boy Advance has a pretty nice aspect ratio for for platformers, but yep, everything I've looked up about the engage version of Sonic Advance, which is Sonic in Sonic Advance for the engage, um, because like, N is funnier than Q. Yeah, Hi. yeah, I don't get it. No, I mean, right. well, for, for anyone. <laughs> Jeez, literally anyone under the age of like 25. Oh no. The Engage was a cellular telephone that also promised, did it deliver? Promised the ability to play console uh, uh, quality ports of various video games on a tiny. Oh geez, what is that like a like a four by five uh, aspect screen? Something oh, like it's, that. It sounds terrible. Uh, it doesn't look like it played very well. Yeah, um, no, I've no. I've seen footage of it running, and it's a piece of work. Like you can play, mm. you know, the sprites at the original resolution, but that means that there is like super duper screen crunch. There's basically like no way to really see what's ahead of you. It it reminds me a lot of playing Game Gear Sonic. I was going to say, oh, I feel like right. Game Gear Sonic would be is better than that. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> or you can like, shrink, I, or you can shrink it down so that you get the original like aspect ratio, but all of the sprites are basically crunched down to fit. Which so there is basically like no good way to play it on the end gauge. Two different versions of nightmare mode. It's like Sonic where you can't see what's coming, or Sonic where you can't see what's coming. That's your choices. (laughs) So yes, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that footnote in this game's history. Um, Mm -hmm. I I feel like we we've kind of talked about the characters and all their extra moves. I kind of feel like I might be the odd duck out to where. I really like how Amy plays in this game. All of her extra little moves, you know, she does not get a spin dash like the boys. Like, I guess that's mm-hmm. just unwritten Sonic lore is that only boys can learn how to spin dash. <laughs> um, I-, I love her hammer is great for bosses. It gives her a much bigger, um, like, reach and hitbox. Like the, the, the final boss, not the secret supersonic boss, but the final boss it's so much easier for Amy to crouch right under um, his goofy little, I think it's called like the egg X robot um, and dodge like whatever, if he shoots a rock or the, the bright light Um, and in the same uh, before he can, you know, pop his little rotating thing back up, just hop up with Amy and get him with the hammer. And I love the fact that if you hit um, springs with her hammer, they shoot you like more than twice as far as normal. And I don't know, like in our chat, y- y'all were saying like, oh, man, Amy, oh, this is kind of a slog. She's she's so different. And I was just like, I kind of get all though. <laughs> I was, like, I, was, I, was I was condensing my thoughts a little bit. Here's the thing. I appreciate that they stuck to the bit because with Sonic Tails and Knuckles, like they carried over a lot of the stuff that was going going on in the Mega Drive Genesis games where they were essentially like able to do the same things as each other. Like they all get to do a spin dash, they all get to roll, they all get to 
do all the because it's easier to swap the characters over if they're able to do that sort of thing but for amy they were like no we're, we're gonna commit to the bit and we're gonna have her like not be able to <laughs> gain momentum as easy because she's not like she's not the event typical adventurer character i guess so yeah. they, they really gave they they did their best to make that work and that's so it's tough to play her on these levels that are made for like momentum based uh, platforming but once I got used to it, I was fine. It just takes some getting used to, for sure. Yeah, I, yes, it, it really right. does feel like a you know really faithful uh, conversion of her adventure move set into you know a two D game. But I feel like it's not as effective here. I feel like it was more effective in adventure because it just made more sense for the pace of those levels and the pace at which Amy moves through them, where a lot of you know her hammer moves were you know used more for the platforming for getting over up to like higher areas or puzzle solving or things like that. And I don't feel like it is as well adapted to something where you are moving at the pace you are in a Sonic advance, but it does make me interested to see like it, how much of this will necessarily carry over to when she, you know, is made playable in Sonic origins plus. Yes, which should true. be coming yeah. out around about like up before this episode drops. So uh, let's hope it turned out okay. <laughs> I I hope so. The the biggest change I I wish they would have made for Amy in any of these games is added the specifically mentioned adventure, um, the ability to when she's at top speed, if you say press the B button instead of stopping to hit something with her hammer, give her that hammer jump. She yeah, had. that was the yeah. biggest. That yep. was the biggest thing I felt was missing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like that would have helped a lot with her traversal. I just love that one of Amy's moves is face planting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute, though. Yes, very. Yeah, super cute. I wanted to say, I wanted to cut it and talk about Amy a little bit, even yeah. though you guys basically said everything I was going to <laughs> say. And I was like, dread. How fitting that we talk over a woman to talk about the <laughs> oh, woman no. I know. Oh, I no. was sitting here the whole time twiddling my thumbs, like, not to play the as a woman card. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no. One thing I really want to say about Amy, and this was already mentioned, is that now I don't know if you guys go about this method, but like when I played these games, it was usually. Like, okay, I play as Sonic, then I play as Tails, and I do it as Knuckles, and then you do it as Amy. Mm -hmm. So probably not how everyone does it, but in my own head, that made sense. The game gives you freedom to choose whichever one you want to play as. You don't even have to do all of their stories or whatever you want to call them, all their stages. But one thing I liked about that, because that's how I did it when I was younger, and I remember having this feeling of like, okay, so there's three boys and a girl. Are they going to make Amy, like, feel weaker and lamer in comparison or is this going to feel satisfying because as a girl you're like i want the girl mm -hmm. to be cool and yeah. i love the fact that i would play through the stage and yeah like you said you don't get the same momentum as amy and yada yada but the fact that the hammer makes it so that the bosses are like a joke for the most part was like oh yeah cool she's such a badass yes it was like <laughs> that's awesome oh, they did it that's all i needed i'm satisfied yes. I, that, I, that that's what I took took away from replaying that as well. Uh, when uh, when I was playing, I I went through Sonic's uh, set of levels first, and then I actually went to Amy because I wanted to see just how different the gameplay would that's be. That's what I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> and um and, and yeah, like Chris said, like it takes a little bit of time getting used to like her different just move set overall. But as I started to get more comfortable with it, I was actually there was like a couple times where I was able to kind of emulate that hammer slam jump. Um, because like, uh, for me, as long as I had like enough 
top speed momentum, I was able to quickly hit down and then the hammer button to kind of do that. And I would have a little bit of forward momentum, which was cool. And one thing that I personally think is a uh, benefit to Amy that the others don't have is I feel like all of us playing Sonic games, we've had that moment where like we go down a ramp, but there was actually something back at the top of the ramp that we wanted to see. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and depending on which game you're playing, it's just a hassle to get back up there. Mm-hmm. But for Amy, when you hit down and jump, instead of doing a spin dash, she does that little hop skip. And yeah. you can actually go up a ramp like like lickety split super fast that way because you can just keep hammering on that and she just keeps going up really fast that way so it, it's cool to be able to get that incline um speed that you don't have to worry about momentum because she just hops up the whole time <laughs> well, um it's, i will say like as much as it is kind of funny that at least until you get to the bosses a, the, playing as the one female character is the higher difficulty um say what the, that's, much that's like life she uses the um, ha- she uses the hammer to shatter the glass ceiling. You beat me. I was gonna <laughs> you, that was Jake's joke, and you stole that. <laughs> but I wasn't fair, looking at text chat. I don't know. To, to be fair, I've stolen one of Luke's jokes in a previous episode. Yes, oh, we're finally <laughs> even for the Sonic CDs nuts joke. Yes. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> But the thing about this is, at least this time, Amy is, like, taking on Eggman herself as opposed to running away from a robot, which is interesting. I think it's like, you know, she gets to actually be the hero, which is quite yeah. cool. It's okay. She'll get chased by that same robot in the next advanced game. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, anyway. I was going to um, say, I have not replayed two yet, um, but I do remember it's, it is very difficult to unlock Amy. But then she almost feels like it feels more at home in advance too. Cause I think she has 90% of the same move set. And then like going through that game as Amy with her different moves feels more like an entirely different mode of that game mm. instead yeah. of here where mm. she is like the fourth playable character. Two and also then, gives her a spin dash though. Oh, okay, okay. cool. See, I didn't remember that at all. I feel <laughs> like two with the introduction of cream as literally like the easy mode of that game because <laughs> cheese just melts through all those robots yeah. and yeah i i'm looking forward to in the future like yeah probably going through all of advance 2 again also if you put amy on the uh, edge of a ledge um she looks really cute she doesn't fall mm-hmm. she doesn't like lose her balance she just does a she like looks down over the edge and it's really adorable <laughs> oh yeah she does that little like oh what's that kind of look oh yeah. so cute. I, I almost uh maybe it's just a childhood memory coming forth but almost took it as a little bit of like a fourth wall breaky thing like well i don't want to fall so um you know back up a little bit maybe player <laughs> <laughs> oh if you if you if you see our idol animation too she starts yelling oh, yeah. at you <laughs> you can't oh, hear her yeah. it's like yo what's up yeah, she yeah. does like she a sighs. little like shout, and then she's kind of like, Ugh, and then she's like, ah, like she opens her mouth really big. She's waving around. <laughs> yeah, oh, <it's> so cute, <laughs> so cute. Because I remember I was thinking, because um, I was looking over the idol animations because it stuck out to me. Like I was saying before, that the characters had such specific ones, yeah. and it was really funny in comparison to Tails. Because I think if I remember right, he kind of like looks at you and it's kind of like, hey, uh, and then he like points. He's like. Go this mm-hmm. way. Like, he's he's being very <laughs> gentle about it. He's just a sweet little boy. And then Amy is just like, I'm it's, just going to start screaming. <laughs> yeah. I love Tails is almost like a cuter, more polite version of Sonic's uh, Sonic 3 idol, where he, mm-hmm. you know, also, like, starts pointing in the direction you should start mm-hmm. running. <laughs> yeah. But Tails is just really so, like, like so those. innocent. Gosh, cuteness overload right there. For real. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking cute. 
I do uh, love, like we said, like some of the characters even have like little word balloons. And I don't think there's many. I think it's mainly just the special <laughs> stages where you mm -hmm. either get a cool or a... If you do not have enough rings, I just love that aesthetic, though. Yeah. These big comic mm -hmm. book uh, balloons. <laughs> I, I do feel like, like a, you know, we've talked about the main gameplay. We do need to talk about the special stages because they are a problem. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's another thing where I feel like it's the, the multiple elements working against them. It's the fact you have to find these specific entrances that are hidden very, sometimes very out of the way in the levels and the fact that they are quite difficult to get the hang of um yeah the closest thing i can think of is sonic three and knuckles where you know you have to find the giant rings and then it, it takes a learning curve to get good at blue spheres however they put those giant rings everywhere in those early yeah, stages there are also like... specific versions of the stage like you can just hop in one to get the next emerald yes. and it's fine um, and that's where I think this really falls apart, that they are arbitrary to specific zones. And it's a weird 3D thing that is really hard to parse sometimes on the, uh, mm -hmm. especially with the, the D-pad on the, uh, your Game Boy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, y'all yeah. please talk about how much y'all hate these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe someone uh, likes them. I remembered the special stages when I was replaying this, and I was like, I'm not bothering with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I remember going out of my way as a kid, you know, looking up like walkthroughs and stuff online after hearing about it and being like, oh, I have to go here, finding it and being like, not worth it. Nope. No. Mm. <laughs> the kind of a worse version of the Sonic 2 special stages, which is mm -hmm. kind of yeah. what was a recurring thing throughout the series whenever they want to do a special stage. Like, yeah. I, w I will say I like it better than, you know, getting to the special stages in advance two and three, because at least there's only one thing you need to find instead of multiple things per stage. From what I remember, you don't have to collect the seven chaos emeralds with each character. Yeah, to that too. Um, oh God, that I, is a thing you have to do. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way to get Amy. I, I do think ultimately mm -hmm. maybe I didn't hate these special stages replaying it because there was a part of the ba in the back of my mind where I was saying, well, at least it's not the special stages from the other advanced games. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever catch the chow, by the way, that's hurtling through space? Because that's hilarious. That you can yeah. just leave it falling to its doom. <laughs> Did a couple of times. Got that extra continue, um, which I never used because when you turn the game off, all of your, your lives and continues reset. Oh. <laughs> Even if your progress is saved. Yeah, I, so yeah, not, not anybody's favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of negativity in here now. <laughs> I was gonna say like you can never say it's not anybody's favorite because no matter how bad something in the Sonic franchise is, it's somebody's favorite. So I'm sure yeah. there's someone who is going to bat for these special stages specifically. And you we know, salute them for it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> just don't yeah. talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> I Post do. I, I do think, uh, you know, this is where a, a more confident man might say for completing all the special stages would say something like, I'm just built different. But in reality, I think I <laughs> literally just had nothing better to do with my time while researching this game. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> But the, um, the level's proper. Much better experience, I believe. Yeah. 
it's kind of like going through a lot of the uh, prototypical sort of Sonic zones, but I don't mind that. Because literally the first level is Neo Green Hill Zone. So they know what they're doing. Which very, very much combined with Emerald Coast from Sonic Adventure. Yeah, you start off on a beach and everything, and you end up on like a bridge as well to make it a bit more modern. I, I quite like this one. Mm -hmm. Hanging out outside of uh, San Francisco because they get onto the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is reminiscent of that, actually. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that either, huh? Yep. Yeah, Sonic Adventure 2 was out by the time. The, yes, yes, of course, yes, it was, was out by the yep. time this came out. So yeah, just some nice little design uh, uh, references to the adventure games. Very, very, very cool. And I mean, we've talked about how pretty these games are, how the the textures and the colors and everything very much pops, um, especially on that those little small screens. I did not really remember Secret Base Zone at all. And when it started up, I think I also had the similar feeling of uh, this feels like it should be like the second to last level in a yeah. classic Sonic game. See, you I'm not going to go to an Eggman base at this point, but, you know. See, for me, Secret Base was like the zone that, you know, the main theme of which was like probably the one that stuck with me the most for whatever. Like, I, it's kind of a mix of like... Flying Battery, Metropolis, but with a spy motif, almost. Yeah, if you go by the music. That music really does, like, lighten the mood to where it, it, this feels more like a chemical plant than a Metropolis, just because right. of that music. <laughs> it would probably feel very creepy if it weren't for the music, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just so gives light. the impression that you're sneaking in there, I guess. Yeah. I don't. It otherwise, I feel like with all the like mechanical stuff, it would feel very like trapped, I suppose, rather than like, ooh, I'm sneaking in. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it does feel the the colors especially feel they're not ugly, but they do feel like uh, hostile. Um, mm -hmm. And then you know, I think it's what is it Act Two? Like there are also lava pits you can fall into, or I guess mm -hmm. molten like molten slag Terminator pits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I I think that's why I got. The vibe that I'm like, this would be so scary if the music didn't kind of like alleviate yeah. it a little bit. God, if it did like a Sonic CD style bad future tune for this, but damn, 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 yeah, no, oh, no, oh, oh, yeah. then I'd be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I would be straight up scared even as an adult. <laughs> it kind of just because it comes so early in the game, it almost feels like this is Eggman's like lab warehouse that's like more of a public front like people kind of know what it is but like it, it doesn't say Eggman on the front but like it, it's like the public facing one whereas like later on you get into the actual stuff <laughs> yeah I see what you mean I like, mean yeah. there, there is something cool about the idea that you are like you're not just showing up in the stage they set it up as like basically an infiltration you know you've got your zip lining in with the searchlights going on in the background like there's something cool about mm -hmm. that I think so maybe it really is like a spy motif going on because of all that. Yeah. I do like, we, we mentioned the, the boss of Neo Green Hill, which is the uh, the big hammer, kind of reminiscent of, of Emerald Hill's boss, um, which you do fight later, but with yeah. the big hammer, and then he, he switches up the last hit. Um, mm -hmm. I do like the boss at the end of uh, Secret Base, which is just Eggman on a spring. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. we, we mentioned the other characters. I love Eggman's sprite in this game with his big, bulging, goofy cartoon eyes and his his big mustache that moves when he laughs. Oh, it's so <laughs> oh you're so right. 
I like I'm looking at video of the boss fight right now just to like refresh myself and even like when he's in the in the robot like coming down from the top of the screen for a big attack he still has his eyes bulging just like I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's so good that you brought that up cuz we brought so much precedence into how much character they put into the playable characters but yeah, they even went off with Eggman, I would say. That's great. You you get a feel <laughs> like again this is coming from me who this was my introduction to the series i got a pretty immediate feel for his character which is good so. mm-hmm. like you you can almost hear the the laugh even though there's no sound clips and yes. i don't know i don't think there's except for like the intro with the portrait i don't think there's ever a shot of him like outside of his his egg machines and so mm-hmm. they they really had to pour a lot of character into the 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 semi static shot of him piloting these robots and it's yeah. it's so charming <laughs> it really is i mean when it's just a, a pretty small cluster of pixels, when you think about it, it's very impressive the kind of things that were pulled off. Yeah. They they, they went uh, probably bigger than they usually would, but to make sure that it came across. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. especially more impressive when you consider that this is, you know, the modern Eggman design, which has a lot more going on than, like, the old classic ones of the Genesis. Like, being mm-hmm. able to, like, accurately convey that even through, you know, gameplay-sized sprites, that's, it's still really impressive work. So I think that's I, kind of the thing about the classic Eggman one, is it was a lot more simple shapes, so you could do mm-hmm. a lot more with the sprites. So this one, they, they, they designed, they, like, increased, we've talked about Eggman's, like, new design at great length, but they mm-hmm. added a lot to his design to reflect that he's a bigger, uh, bigger character now in the, two, in the 3D games. But now they've got to scale him back to the 2D games, so there's a lot of work, but I commend them for doing it. I feel like I, I meant to say this before, and I didn't, because we were talking about, like, how well the sprites in these games reflect, like, the adventure art style and everything. I'm like, you can really chalk all this up to really good art direction in the mm-hmm. end, at the end of the day, mm. and that to me, is extremely impressive when it comes to, you know, kind of having a franchise that's, how should I put this, like, transitioning between these 3D and these 2D games and pixels and 3D models. It's really, really cool. I, I yeah. mean, not to... We, we we have a few games that we we pick on as examples, mm-hmm. but I mean it is the difference between looking at these Sonic Advance games and the games they called Sonic the Hedgehog 4, which... God. In theory, use these same <laughs> characters, but like you said, because of differences in design and art direction and decisions made, like completely falls apart in one game and looks great in another. And yep. I think it's obvious which which one we mean when we say that. <laughs> that's so, so that's such a good point. I'm gonna tuck that away anytime I'm talking about good art direction. <laughs> For real, I would never have really thought of these games as an example until now. But I'm like, wow, it really, really is. <laughs> oh, and I don't remember did did Dimps also work on Sonic 4? I think they did. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. part of the reason why there's got this, such a negative reputation these days because of yeah. their involvement in that. But we... We're gonna do an episode. Of I'm that not going shows. to. I'm not going to lay lay all of my criticisms of Sonic no. 4 at the feet of Demps. They no. they did no. their job. I'm sure. Since we're talking about the the art direction right here, I feel like that's a good point to. It's a good moment to mention um, the designer of this game, uh, the specifically mm-hmm. the artist designer of this game, who I'm sure came up with the the look of all the characters. Oh. Uh, his name is Yuji Uekawa. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He's he's worked with Sonic ever since uh, the Saturn version of 3D Blast, and uh, as far as I can tell, he was the main artist for Sonic Advance 
at least this one, and then I'm sure many of the other ones. But he's he's. It seems like he's a staple member of Sonic Team, so I'm sure he's had involvement with all of them. So we can thank mm -hmm. him for not only just the look of these characters, but probably like how expressive they are throughout the game as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. he. I mean, at this point, he's like the legendary in my mind. I mean, he has been st like still has been my rotating computer wallpapers all of his new sonic channel art and and stuff yeah. and yes it's i i love oh, i wish i could remember the post I, I think it was just a random tumblr post where they were complimenting him by saying especially a lot of his early like coming up with the look for adventure era sonic looks like he draws the hands first and then comes <laughs> yeah. up with a pose that fits those and I love that because sometimes it does like a lot of characters like just, you know, throwing their hands out in a big pose and like contorting their bodies in a cool striking a pose act. And I I just I really love his art. And I, ah man, if Thank they're, you, you know, I, I've seen people saying like in the same breath as I wish we could get an advanced collection. But if if they wanted to do it up, do it right and do a modern like high definition sprite throwback game with just playable versions of 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 that type of art like oh Ooh. i would die happy Same. <laughs> I, I agree i cannot emphasize enough how much i love the sonic frontiers mod that makes the model look like his artwork oh, oh gosh yeah. i i'm making a note to put that in our notes because i cannot believe how good that looks yes. <laughs> um i do love these next two levels um they are just your casino level and ice level not yeah. that that's bad but <laughs> it's like they were obligated to put these in and it's fine <laughs> but they are those yeah yeah they are I, but I, the music in casino paradise is just it it brings back the same you know <laughs> memories of like the saturn uh spring stadium music like that same oh, kind of yeah. like really good jazz just on a gba sound chip I do like the things they do differently. Like there aren't um, there aren't any slot machines in the Casino Paradise, but there are other cool like I think they're pinball parts where you where you hop on them in a in a you curl up in a ball and it like comes closer to the screen to transport you away. Yeah, I just I think that's a cool effect, and um, I do love an ice mountain that it also doubles like not only as your your ice cap snowboarding level, but then like little water sections near the end of each act if you're gonna have a water level in this I might as well make it this one but i do love it it does have it, it does have a bit of a we have ice cap at home sort of vibe yeah. even having like the little penguinator bad nicks and everything it's also funny that there are certain enemies in this game that you only encounter one place like the um oh gosh i think i have the names here um the little shark guy. I think they're called Drizame, Drizames. <laughs> um, but I think you only encounter them in the two very short water sections in in the ice level. Yeah, that um, sounds right. Same with like um, the 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 caterpillar em uh, enemy, which I think is called Wamu. Um, oh. He's only in uh, the Angel Island and then just does not show up again. No, Whereas, SUVs like, here cars, though. I was yeah, going to exactly. say, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. On here. <laughs> I have no restraint. But then the um, like the little mole guy, the Mogus, are in like every level, I'm pretty sure. The yeah. little dudes that like don't mm -hmm. do anything but pop up to trip you. 
I, I think they're made perfectly for Amy as well because you can whack those moles, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they even brought back like a new version of the Penguinator for the ice levels as well. Yeah, but yeah. it's a snowball. Yeah, threw me off. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh yeah, and that thing that thing has physics too. Like it'll go up a hill and then roll back down and get you. That happened to me yeah. a few times. So what we're saying is, I clearly picked the wrong advanced stage for our Twelve Zones of Christmas segment. And I will, I will take that L. Oh, it was, I, yeah, this one's pretty good, but it does feel like, again, it's ice cap again. You know, at least the other ones had a bit more variety going on. It's also the weird one that has a entrance to a special stage in both acts. Uh, yeah. That's true. I guess I just ended up like that. <laughs> I will say trying to move through the snow drifts was maybe trickier than it needed to be. Yeah, I was kind of expecting to be able to do a spin dash and kick up the snow like in, I think, Sonic 3. That happens a few times, but nope, just kind of a slog, (laughs) (laughs) especially as poor Amy. Yeah, then we move on to Angel Island Zone, which as soon as you see that name, anybody who's played Sonic 3, you know, has certain expectations of what that zone's going to be like. And it's really not. Nope, it's basically like it is and it's not like if you played sonic 3 you're expecting oh it's going to be a jungle but it but it does deliver on what it is it's a zone on angel island and it's got lots of those angel island staples going for it it's a as i've written in the notes sky sanctuary marble garden sandopolis like it's all of those things and a little bit of lost world world from adventure for good measure oh Oh, yeah 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 gosh i love that description though because i feel this is the first one that feels bigger and, you know, more maze-like. But yes, that description fits perfectly that, oh yeah, it's big and has a lot to navigate, like Sandopolis, but then has aspects of Sky Sanctuary and Marble Garden, and oh, it's just really cool. It's very pretty, too. The the contrasting yes. of, like, the the browns and grays of the stone versus the, like, the yellows in the sky, and ooh, this one's really nice. It does really love having bottomless pits, though, and I get it. Yeah. It's in the sky, <laughs> but sometimes it's a bit mean. Like, I'm falling down, like, one of those little uh, sand slides, and I'm, like, bouncing off the spring. I was like, okay, I hope I land somewhere safe. No, I didn't. I'm dead. I so. don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I hit any pits in Angel Island. It wasn't until the next batch of stages that I really started like falling down a lot. But like, I There's... really like this one. I think that you know we talked about how well like the characters contrast against you know the environments, and this is one of the ones where it they I think they stand out the most because of like the use of kind of the a bit duller color palette to match the you know older ancient ruin kind of vibe to the stage. I also like the the new mechanic in the stage about having those wheels that you jump on. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's 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 kind of a staple in the Sonic franchise, but it's cool here and I enjoy it. I, I think I like these a lot more than I like, say, the spinning bolts in Metropolis Zone, for example. Oh, oh God, don't even. <laughs> 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 also, this is where we fight the previously mentioned Mecha Knuckles. It's not Metal Knuckles. That's a different guy. Uh, right. <laughs> and he's he's pink um, or magenta <laughs> or whatever it is. He's 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 there. But you fight. It looks like you're fighting a differently colored Knuckles at first. Yeah. Uh, then mm-hmm. it's not. And then he vomits up missiles at you. And <laughs> I, that yeah. is something I did yeah, not realize. So, so until do I after a long night. That oh, he yeah. is <laughs> he is barfing those giant missiles oh, out yeah. of his mouth. <laughs> I 
when I was playing it, I couldn't believe I didn't remember that he does that. And it <laughs> yeah. Way off guard. <laughs> With all the stuff I was playing, it was like, yep, I remember all this. I remember that. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> And I do, I think we we did mention earlier, I do love how each character has a different reaction to, to yes. finding this different version of Knuckles. Knuckles himself is immediately just wants to beat it up, whereas the other characters are a little more shocked. I even, I think Tails might be the one who like is just horrified that he has come across a doppelganger of yeah. one of his close friends. It's very good. <laughs> It does like functionally how... play a bit like the uh, Knuckles fight in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, at least until the moment he gets revealed to be a robot and, as mentioned, mm-hmm. is chucking up missiles at you. So, <laughs> yeah. This, you know, this might be my favorite boss encounter in the game. I think so too. I think so too. Probably what they were trying to do is like a mini throwback, but then sort of catch you off guard, like, haha, you thought kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like yeah. that he also stole Knuckles' um, power gloves from Sonic Adventure 1. Yeah. 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 Yep. Big, big yellow one. Yellow. Thankfully, yellow. <laughs> Thankfully, doesn't do the, um, oh, I don't remember what it's called in Sonic Adventure, the heat action punch. Yeah. I just know it's in the files. We learned they called it the Hadouken. So (laughs) (laughs) not to skip over the, you know, the casino and the ice bosses. Um, I I like the one in the casino that is it's different. It feels the most like a Sonic CD boss because it's Mm. just Eggman popping in and out of different entrances. It feels like the natural evolution of the final zone boss from Sonic 1. I remember the the ice the underwater boss in um, Ice Mountain being harder when I was little and not thinking it was that bad this time around. Especially yeah. since I figured out that oh, Amy can just jump with her hammer and get air anytime she needs. Yeah, there you go. And needs and uh, Knuckles can swim for a bit. And uh, I think you can even get um, if you manage to swim up with tails and get just above the water, you can get a couple of hits in with his tail. So it's really only Sonic that has to worry about hopping on those icicles which is and, how i did it i feel like we keep kind of going back to wow knuckles so cool wow <laughs> <laughs> oh i do that all the time i can't yeah, imagine why <laughs> there's, there's a reason why knuckles is definitely staked a claim with a lot of fans yeah then we jump into the last two full zones of the game uh egg rocket and cosmic angel which Oh. They're actually, they're technically the same zone. They just have different names. It's like one's Act One, and then when you get to Cosmic Angel, it's Act Two. So yeah, but these these are also the zones that I remember getting so fed up with back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Egg Rocket does maybe wear out its welcome a little bit. It's quite long. I I, I like the idea of Egg Rocket. I it's like. Yeah, it's launch base, but it actually launches partway through the stage yeah. and you're actually ascending as it takes off. That's a really cool thing. Like I'm I think yeah. that's super neat. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize the timer was counting down until like the third or fourth time I was going mm-hmm. through it. <laughs> that that timer made things real stressful at a few points. As soon as I started it, I had like a childhood sense memory. I was like, oh, this is the one where it goes down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like the stress like hit me so hard. <laughs> I think and uh, I, I would really have to look at a, a, a map of the areas to get the 
to see what is actually removed. I know the easy mode of the game that you can turn on in options um, makes Eggman take, what is it, six hits instead of eight, and then uh, apparently removes certain enemy placements. I'd be interested to see what those changes are, especially for these last two, because these last two are the ones that feel like they're one too many oh, here's an enemy or a disappearing spike trap yeah. right in front of yeah. a spring or a place to land. And, it, you know, I eventually learned it, you know, making it through, like, with the four different characters. But it just felt more than the the classic Sonic games of, like, oh, you can learn where stuff is and, and start running fast. And this felt a lot more like, well, that just felt unfair <laughs> there's definitely like i love the vibe and the idea of this but when i get to it i'm like okay gotta get ready for this one it's gonna take a while it's kind of like if sky base zone from sonic one on the master system uh went on for like an hour that's what it feels like sometimes yeah yeah mm. but i do like that you're going up like that's a deal. for all those hold right maniacs good luck on this one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was one of the ones where holding right got me into the most trouble just because I kept like, instead of just throwing a wall at you when you go in the wrong direction, surprise, pit. To say something, again, nice about how Amy plays, there's a specific one in, I think it's Cosmic Angel. You have to hit a, uh, I think it's a diagonal spring going to the left. And if you just hit it normally without holding a direction, it sends you right into a spike wall. I hate and so <laughs> you, you have to remember to hold a direction as the other characters. With Amy, if you whack it with your hammer, she just goes right over that thing. And I'm like, yeah, girl, we're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, and it's important to remember, like, at the same time, they're also doing the death egg gravity switching the whole time as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. not it's not too bad. Yeah. It's that is in the original Death Egg uh, in Sonic Three and Knuckles. At a certain point, I do like okay, I get it. I'm on the ceiling. It does not overstay its welcome <laughs> in in my opinion in this one. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Uh, it, it, we didn't actually bring this up on our Death Egg episode because it's a Death Egg like, but we don't actually ever see what it looks like, so it doesn't count as far as I'm concerned. It's in space though. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty okay. I think, like, after Egg Rocket Zone or Egg Rocket Act 1 or whatever it is, uh, this one, like, feels really brief in comparison. So I'm like, okay, well, it's done. So I don't need to worry about that anymore. I might even say the the boss of Cosmic Angel is cooler than the actual final boss. <laughs> See, the, the, I love the um, music. Like, the music for this section is really good. The music is good, but I hate that boss. Maybe it's because I was trying to beat it with Sonic, but uh, oh my, I I didn't actually beat that boss. I just skipped forward to the next zone because I kept losing to it and I did not have patience for it. Because I remember having a lot, of, a lot of trouble with it originally and really the, the trick is to be able to avoid when it starts speeding up. You know, it's almost like the, um, the Flying Battery Act 2 boss where it's on a little track except mm. you are standing on the track and you have to bounce high enough next to the boss to get it to flip over to Eggman's cockpit. And I think the real difficult part is when he starts to speed up and shoot those little energy yeah. balls. And you, you have to jump and then like work your way in between those. And mm. I, I do like, I, I also really love the music and I just love the look of the boss. It's just so different than anything else in the game. Mm-hmm. 
Also, isn't it a bit weird that we have two zones in this game that have Angel in the title? A little bit. Maybe, maybe yeah, Robotnik was just really inspired by Angel Island. It's like, I'll make my own one in space. Yeah. <laughs> it is, I mean, like you said, it is funny that this is obviously a space station that we never get a good look at, other mm-hmm. than assuming it's some kind of rocket built by Eggman. <laughs> and then, you know, Zone 2 is Cosmic Angel. It's like, okay, maybe he just threw some words at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love this new space station. It's in the cosmos, and it's so radiant, so angelic. I'll call it the Death Egg Three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is before Eggman, uh, you know, built himself some robot lackeys to bounce stuff off of. <laughs> he was really just all alone <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I just, I just had a scenario in my head of like moving forward in the franchise now, like. Eggman tries to get ideas of like what to name new things, and Sage is like, "You know, Father, we could just go on Twitter and run a poll." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, then of course I just have the the fandom Eggman of. What are you two fucking talking about? <laughs> uh, anyway, then there's X Zone. Okay, is it X or cross? Yes. Is it oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let, let's find out. Is it silent based on our previous discussion in the last yeah. episode? <laughs> is it just, it's just, mm, zone? <laughs> it's X the dark zone. Now, um, hey. <laughs> that's a boom. joke for us. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's probably X. It's, prob- it's, probably, it's probably X. X. This, is, this yeah. is not the first Project Cross zone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is Sonic X. Um, so this is Wolverine Zone. As far as mini boss rushes go, I like this one quite a bit. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly because the first two bosses only take four hits. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and those first cool. two bosses being remixes of the first bosses from Sonic 1 and 2, which I I think it might have been odd to something where it's like, okay, we're trying to get to a like whole new demographic, you know, bring in the Nintendo fans. Let's do something to connect back to the older games to, you know, get like the lapsed fans to be like, oh, I remember that. And then introduce the older stuff to the newer generation. Yeah, all the Leonardo DiCaprio's can point at the screen. I was like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just a little nod to me like, wait, I know. Yeah, after you beat those two uh, old bosses, we confronted with the Egg X. Which is, um, I mean, I could see where Eggman had the concept going, but it's Uh, a little silly. I'm going to be real. (laughs) This is the most Dr. Wily thing I have ever seen. There's that connection again. It does feel like he couldn't decide on what he wanted it to do. So it's like, I'll just put them all in and make it pick at random. So he's got like a bunch of different attacks that he can use. And I'll yeah. hover two feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm watching a, a video of this boss fight just to you know refresh my memory on it. And like, mm-hmm. I, I got stuck in a cycle where he just constantly used the hand. Like he rarely used his laser. And I'm seeing him like go like actually physically move back and forth across the screen. I was like, where, where did I get the bad luck on this? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> you dealt a bad hand. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving. I prefer when he uses the hand because that one feels like it's easier to dodge because it's like, mm-hmm. well, I just I can just, you know, get all the way away, wait for him to throw out the hand and then I can just jump back and hit him once or twice. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, when you're trying to dodge the uh, the laser or the cannonball, it's like, 
Well, I never don't know which one's going to show up, so there is a 50-50 chance that I'm going to jump right into it as it's coming at me. So good luck with that. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a cannonball. For some reason, I thought it was a coconut. It <laughs> 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 has been president for the coconuts getting... Why are you shooting me out of a cannon? <laughs> <laughs> there are some kikis in this game that yep. throw those coconuts. He could have <laughs> collected them all. God, now you're just imagining that, Luke. Just the adventures being like that. Like, what the hell? Who's <laughs> <laughs> cleaning the toilet in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's it. It does the the music really does make up for like the maybe the non intimidating design. This is a cool final boss music for sure. Yeah, <laughs> the music seems to match. Like it starts going as he's spinning around. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> really fits it with the like choir voices in the background. Yeah. I do love the little individual ending scenes and, you know, of course, Sonic's mm-hmm. changes if you have all the emeralds, but just the, uh, you know, the the falling out of the air. And it's it's very reminiscent of Sonic 2 with the portraits and the tornado. I love that um, it's not just um, if you're playing as Tails, Sonic is subbed in. It's that if you're playing as anyone but Sonic, Sonic's flying the tornado. And that's really cool. Well, it's his plane, apparently, which yep. is something I keep uh-huh. getting. <laughs> <laughs> it does have his name on it, although Tails has put his logo on it by this point, too. Yeah. I think he's well, entitled to that. Co-parenting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have joint custody of this plane, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those corporate mergers in the end where they have to like it's like a squeenix sort of situation exactly <laughs> combining their logos <laughs> a bunch of blue flickies join them and then they do mm-hmm. jump into the air and do a nice big pose again see the wonderful stretched out lanky sprite work God. <laughs> oh yeah but if you manage to get all the chaos emeralds there's one more zone as supersonic the moon zone Ooh, this is the end. Crazy duck in space. Outline because it's the moon. See, I was see, I was gonna make the moon base alpha joke, but you know. Oh well. Nine 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 nine. Robotnik has an interesting history with the moon, as we all know. It's true. Yeah. This one has not been pissed on, as far as I can tell. It could just be the side that is, you know, that isn't, you know, they, hasn't that been the, the Sonic fans cope ever yeah. since Adventure <laughs> 2 is that, well, we're seeing the side that wasn't blown up. <laughs> I feel like this zone is a lot, was a lot more difficult for me this time around than I remembered. Like the window for where you can hit the thing is super duper tiny and like it's hard to get rings back as they're. You know, you get he'll throw out the little capsules that cut, try to Pac-Man chomp you. Yes. And, yeah. You know, you can blow them up, but then the rings kind of fly everywhere and it's hard to, you know, grab them as they're doing that. So you still run out of rings pretty quickly, even when you're trying to, like, keep up with that. Yeah. It's worth contextualizing for everyone who hasn't played this. Uh, this is like a Doomsday Zone-esque sort of like your typical supersonic final battle chasing the enemy through a stage uh, type thing. But it doesn't really play like that. And I was expecting to just like float up and down the screen. But no, you've actually got to jump while you're flying. And th- th- I don't know, I couldn't quite get the precision down uh, yeah, when you jump. So you have to jump and charge. 
man, it's a lot. It took me a little bit to get into the proper pattern and to remember that you had to break those little capsules open to get rings. And I feel like the best thing is to probably try and ignore the big egg robot and build rings back up because I, I don't think they're ca- they're ticking down any faster than usual. I think it's one ring per second. Um, but they, yeah, they sure do seem to go away a lot quicker than, than in usual fights. I, I like the look of it. It does seem like maybe it suffers the fact that you are jumping so high as supersonic that it's hard to get like a good look at this cool robot if you're very much just focused on hitting his uh hitting his face um oh. so the the hits uh register and once he starts shooting the lasers which again look and sound really cool you are just kind of like <laughs> shifting into panic mode to try and to, to try and keep your rings up and and whatnot you put this note in the line uh, in the outline and I didn't even think about it until I got to it myself. It is super disappointing. This is the only time you get to play a Super Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like I... it. It sort of matches Sonic Adventure in that aspect is you only get to play as him in the final battle and no one else gets to go super either. Yeah, like it, there was basically a full decade where you didn't get to play as Super Sonic outside of the final battle. Like from Adventure to basically Colors, that was it. And I've seen some people argue that maybe playing a Supersonic isn't fun enough to warrant that. I've seen someone say that in my server. Hey, hey Caswell. Um, and you know what? I perfectly understand that maybe it's not super comfortable running around like at high speeds and being invincible. Like maybe it's a little, it's it sort of like it, it, it lends itself to a sort of situation where you're dying quite easily, as a matter of fact. But uh, to that, I say it's perfectly fine for you to be wrong about that. It's Oh, um, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, I guess. Oh! You're allowed to have different opinions on here. So I was going to say, no, I I think the... um, the novelty of the situation should be reserved to only very specific things, and I don't like the idea of, like, oh, yeah, it could be supersonic, whatever you want. I'm like, I I don't like it either. I do find it overwhelming. Sorry. You know what? Uh, No, I'm not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, you're damn right. I'm entitled to that. You're entitled to that that as someone who didn't grow up with these the games and like I was who was was treated to the joy of being supersonic at a moment's notice, even at the point of (laughs) ruining levels and being like overpowered. And you know what? Like if you've, if you've got all those emeralds, you've earned that right to completely ruin the game for yourself. I earned (laughs) that right. (laughs) If I could interject where I do definitely see both points of view to where supersonic especially in the 3d games like i've recently been playing some mods for uh the original adventure that lets you play as supersonic outside of that final battle however looking into how those mods were created like the the person very much details that like hey i had you really have to tone down the the same supersonic powers from the final boss to make it fit in the regular levels. So I, I I totally understand. Like I would not want to play as the supersonic in Adventure Two, like flying around the levels in regular gameplay, because that just wouldn't work. That's not what mm-hmm. those levels were designed it around. Whereas I feel like it works a little bit better in something like sonic mania where they probably had that in mind from the beginning like Mm -hmm. even compared to playing as supersonic and like sonic 2 and sonic 3 where 
yeah, if you're just going crazy, like you absolutely will fall in pits and get crushed by traps or, you know, even still drown <laughs> because <laughs> supersonic is still affected by stuff like that. So you 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 need to design like a supersonic mode around what would make the gameplay fun. Like even in Sonic mm-hmm. Colors, um, I mean, I really don't think it works well in Sonic Generations because you just skip over half the levels, <laughs> which a fun novelty. But uh, yes, I, I can definitely see what people mean when like they don't necessarily enjoy it. Whereas I, I definitely like a supersonic in levels. I do hope it at least is toned down to where it's still fun to play the levels themselves. Well, there is a difference mm-hmm. between, like, say, the supersonic you play as in the levels and the supersonic you play as in, say, Doomsday Zone or, like, um, Egg Reverie Zone in Mania. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's the OPA-powered one, and then there's just basically Speed Shoes Invincibility Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like that. And I like being Super Saiyan Sonic. It's It looks cool. But, you yeah. know, I can understand why some people want it to be a special thing, especially, like, when we just had the second movie where they treat it as basically he is a god in that form. Uh, he is beyond humanity and everyone around him. And that's fine. It all depends on what you want. Like, it, they're going to be different scales. But for me, I, mm-hmm. when I'm playing a 2D Sonic game, there's this part of my brain that's like, well, if you're taking away something I had when I, when I was a kid, I'm not happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it comes down to. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm guessing, once again, my perspe- perspective is really skewed by the fact that I started with Advance, and so that sort of became my norm. And so the opposite is extremely weird and overwhelming to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to kind of back you up there, like, I know you haven't played it yet, but the Sonic Supersonic in Frontiers is treated very much as, mm. like, this special thing to where it's like... Don't think it would work in regular gameplay, but it is treated in that game as like, okay, this needs supersonic. The gloves are off, and yeah. it's for this very <laughs> specific situation. And yeah, I, and you know, to, you know like they're, they're they're doing future updates for Frontiers. I don't know if I would want like, oh, you can play as supersonic in the regular levels because I just don't know how it would work without mm-hmm. completely nerfing it. I like how it feels special for those big boss fights. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, some be. of us just love to be overwhelmed and have a horrible time. <laughs> 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 I actually really, it, it all depends on the context of the game when it comes down to it. And as mm-hmm. someone who grew up with those original three Sonic games on CD, you know, things are different. I'm mad forever. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shout down a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I can't think of it, but I'm sure there's something that I was super fixated on in my youth that I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, it's new now, therefore bad. Um, I don't know. I like to think I'm generally very open minded, even with things I'm very protective of. Like Mega Man, for example. Growing up as a Mega Man fan is like, well, you have to accept that Mega Man could entail a lot of different things. Mega Man X, they're just like, hey, we're going to make an RPG of this. Okay. All right. Here it is. <laughs> so. Then you get then you get a Steam version of Chrono Trigger that changes the font and the and the dialogue. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> found it. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't have all the Woolseyisms. It doesn't have all the wonky translation. I'm like, I know it. It's bad. And I just chuck my controller at <laughs> <in> a wall. <laughs> Listen, oh, yeah. I stand by it. I think that the quote unquote worst translation gave it more character, right? So there's I, my mm. thing. <laughs> I, we we could probably do a whole upper a, a whole other episode just on that because I also I you know I was just thinking that that um gosh some old anime dubs I I have that 
um, you know, oh, it's different. Uh, you know, now the, the new version is m maybe more accurate or fits the mm -hmm. characters better, but it's different. Like, you know, not so much to the extent of like a four kids dub, um, but like, mm -hmm. oh gosh, I think maybe the original English dub of the original Tenchi Muyo OVAs, like yeah. thinking about, and I mean, they still make those and still dub mm -hmm. those into English and all of mm -hmm. the characters, you know, the, the English actors they choose, like, probably sound more like the original Japanese, but there yep. is nothing that will ever replace the Kermit the Frog tension. Exactly. Are we okay? It doesn't sound the same unless he's like that. I want him yes. to be like that, and I want, to, I want Ryoko to sound like she's got like a smoker's cough. It sounds I, great. Yes, exactly. And I say that unironically. It's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. see, no, no, you're absolutely See, the right. example I always think of for that, you know, phenomenon is Symphony of the Night. Oh, uh, yes, yes. The the original, what, the um, oh. Super Nintendo? Or was it PS1? Yeah. PS1. The, uh, PS1, yeah, The original but. translation versus the, the PSP one, which is, again, mm -hmm. technically more accurate, but because... And the, the voice acting is better. Better. But there's just something about the original, you know, tis a man, that that is the version everyone thinks of in their <laughs> mm -hmm. heads if they, they heard that first. No, you said, oh, oh we can make yeah. a whole episode. Bro, I could make a whole podcast about localization. <laughs> That's like yeah. my bread and butter. <laughs> I, am, I am endlessly fascinated by, like, the process and just mm -hmm. everything in general. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, since we're still talking about the moon zone, I, I wanted to ask you, Mika, since you're mm -hmm. like, as our guest, you're kind of our resident Sonic Advance super fan. Uh, mm -hmm. When you were playing the game, did you actually do all the requirements to be able to get there naturally? Or did you ever just not really bother with it when you were playing oh, it as a game? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's not. the correct answer. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. Even when I was really young, Especially when it came to like, you know, like getting that special ending and all that. Mm, no. Mm -mm. Now I really feel like a fucking loser for doing it for real. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. You're not. Dumb, so it's fine. No, you're not. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I totally understand. I I don't remember when I finally like got through it originally, but it yes, uh, I'm, if that is one thing, I think we we could all agree on is that the the special stages and how to unlock like the final rewards and all of mm -hmm. these games are maybe a little too obtuse. Yeah. Like yeah, sure, ex extended playtime and. You know, I could imagine appreciating that more as a child when I didn't, it, you know, I had un, almost unlimited free time but limited money to buy new games. And now yeah. that the it's um, kind of flipped, I'm like, well, no, I'm just not going to do that. Well, especially in the modern age when it's like I'm playing a game and I have limited time and I, you know, I'm an adult and I have a job and all that stuff. I go, I could do all these things in this game that are special or I could watch someone do it on YouTube, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. So. And it is, it is cool. It's, I think we, mm -hmm. you know, I, I said at the end, I love the. The odd little story detail that, you know, once you beat the battle, uh, it, it does cut to, oh, all of Sonic's friends watching from, from mm -hmm. you know, the ground planet. And then it does say, oh, yeah. like, a few days later, and <laughs> Tails is yep. just out searching and... I, it's mm -hmm. just a cool little detail that didn't need to be there. That I, really I love like. that the panels go sepia tone, like in Sonic 2. I expected yeah. to be like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> cool. 
and you get a cool, a, a nice, cool close-up of Supersonic, and then, oh, it comes back into color. You get to see those pretty brown-red eyes of his. <laughs> I was about to say, it, was I the only one, because I, I went and watched that. I did not accomplish it myself. I went and watched that, and I was like, wow, how horrifying. <laughs> the close-up is so creepy. He has such a scary look on his face, and then he looks at you, and everything comes yeah. to color. I was like, this would actually scare me so much. <laughs> he does at least smile, so maybe he's he's just toning it down as he looks at you, the player. But yeah, he, he is he's in full, like, serious supersonic mode. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely read it as devious, and it scared me. <laughs> he's going to reach like, out of this tiny screen. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, like, rocketing through the sky. I read it as, like, he looks at you, and he's like, hey, you're next. Like, <laughs> yeah. Was it worth it, player? <laughs> what do you that's think this is? Felt. What do you think this is? STC? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that's a scary supersonic. His eyes bleed. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's just for the kids who make those things. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's Sonic Advance. It's still actually really good. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think the only only thing we missed was the um, uh, again. I think I've said this a lot about the animation being adorable, but the sound test with Amy on the maracas. Yes. Oh yeah, it's so, so cute. cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, feels like a little uh, callback to that sort of hidden option in uh, Knuckles Chaotix, where you could play the sound test and Amy would be there. And uh, but you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's a reference or not, it's just cool. <laughs> Amy yeah, being sort of like the person who plays along to the music is is just cute. Controversial opinion, I know. Amy's super cute. <laughs> News at 11. If you would come here and say that. <laughs> I mean, you say it's, you say jokingly, controversial opinion. Someone out there is going to be like, no, she fucking isn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I you. Mean, Did you see I... how she reacted when Elise was in the picture? No. <laughs> in this essay, I will detail them. I mean, the, la- the last person is... to stay, say that woke up with a crossbow shot through them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was talking to Valero a little bit before we all, you know, hopped on. And I said, oh, man, even when I was a kid, I super loved Amy. And I was like, and that was one win against internalized misogyny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even Sega themselves thought, were trying to get you not to like her in the 2000s. <laughs> I know. No, vehemently from the start. I was like, no, nah, I like this chick. I like the I like the cut of her jib. I think she's great. Yeah. So. It's not her fault that she can't tell which character, which hedgehog is Sonic or not. You know, it's everyone has their their, their vision problems. She's she's got hedgehog prosopagnosia. <laughs> I was gonna say, I always was just like, listen, it's endearing. I think it's endearing. Yeah. <laughs> Let Amy first. Rose have face blindness. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spike at least, blindness and so on. <laughs> at, at least we know that if someone does come for Amy Rose saying how terrible she is, if they're on the internet and have a Sally Acorn avatar, you can just discard their entire <laughs> oh, You know God. where they're coming from. Oh my God. No, as a person who was like a, you know, a 13 year old on DeviantArt at one point, the realness behind that is so... There, it was like full on war. Oh, <laughs> and there was even like a whole sanction of like, no, I like Sally and I like Amy. Yes, we exist. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Like queens against queens or princesses. Yeah, against exactly. Queens. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I remember that specific deviant art stamp. That- <laughs> I'm sure of it. No, I'm sure of it. I probably had it. 
Yeah, yeah. Put that banner in my message board signature. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think it's I interrupted your yes. <laughs> I interrupted your trying to wrap us up, Luke. Oh man. Then yeah, no, I think that you know, special stages aside, I think Sonic Advance holds up remarkably well, all considered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, again, it's been a bit since I've really gone deep on the other two games, but I would be interested to like revisit those having the original fresh in my mind and kind of see just how much they changed up. Cause I remember two being a, you know, very different experience and obviously three really switched things up with the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, knuckles chaotic style dual characters and everything. But, you know, for what is worth advanced one was always the one I played the most back in the day. And it's nice to know that my fond memories of that are, you know, still, they stay fond memories because this game is still like really, really good. And I would love to see it come back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I know um, Advance 2 is where they add that boost, which is, which is fun in, in its own right. But I, it does just also make me uh, remember that, yeah, there there's just kind of nothing like Sonic Advance 1. And I, I, again, was very surprised at how picking this back up where I was like, oh, wow, no, this feels great. This looks great absolutely think people should should check this out on uh, any way they can and really truly have my fingers crossed this can come out again officially on switch online or in some kind of collection yeah some way somehow i did do a little mini poll on twitter to find out which everyone's favorites were and sure enough my uh, as i expected immediately sonic advance 2 like led the let the polls entirely like you know it's 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 what a lot of people love that one the best uh Mm. It's funny because uh, in first place, Sonic Advance 2. Second place, Sonic Advance 3. First, third place, Sonic Advance 1. And in fourth place, I hate Sonic Advance with 10.5% of the votes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, just have to, we'll just have to keep pressing on with other episodes because uh, Sonic Advance 3 is one that I did not own until very late in my uh uh portable game system having life i think i might have first played it on the uh the ds and i never Mm. finished it so i that is a total blind spot and i i have relied on other people basically telling me like why it is their favorite and i look forward to going through the whole thing uh eventually sonic advance 3 is my favorite interesting okay cool Mm -hmm. it's the one that i played the most there isn't really a good reason, though. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the pair-up system, and I liked it. Well, I liked a lot of the music. I would have to go back, because off the top of my head, I don't know, but I remember a lot of the music liking it the most. And actually, mm-hmm. 2 was my least favorite, which I feel like is odd, but, you know, that's just how it how it was in my brain. So, yep, I remember playing a lot of 2, but at the same time... I can remember... I know I played a lot of it because I wanted to unlock Amy, which requires, mm-hmm. again doing all the special stages multiple times so i feel like that's a cloudy memory i'm like but did i enjoy all of it i don't yeah. know it will it will take a it will take a new playthrough that will someday <laughs> someday <laughs> i so i mentioned earlier that sonic advance 2 was the only game in the advanced series i'd played before now and i'm really glad i played this because like we all mentioned it before just like Bottom line, this just feels really good to play, and it's mm-hmm. cool to finally get that beginning before the game that I played a bunch. And now I'm looking forward to playing three whenever we eventually get to it. And honestly, I should probably play it even before we get to it because the mm-hmm. advanced series is good. I think, once again, controversial opinion. Maybe we can just agree advanced series is good. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, quite like them. Uh, probably more so than a lot of the other 2D games that will come out after this. I enjoy Russian, <laughs> right? but there's a lot of them that just... Uh, Mm, they didn't quite know how to do it. They didn't quite get it right. And uh, we're going to talk about those in the future. Uh, I'm have to play them again. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but good to remember we got to play a really good one today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to talk about a, a retro game because it is now. Um, everything from that era is from a long time ago now. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, my bones. The, ga- the game is over 20 years old now. Stop. To uh, stop, I, stop. Wow. At least, about at to least. Say it's over 20 years old, isn't it? God. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the show if we didn't <laughs> confront our mortality. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, enough, the, I'm pretty sure the game can drink now, and that's what we're all going to do. Yeah. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. Uh, you can find me online as Game Buddy, sometimes with a one, two, three at the end. And you can follow me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. And you can find me all across the internet as Falero. That's F A U L E R R O. Love that jingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on the socials as Rock the Jake, and you can find me on Twitch as Mr. Rock the Jake. And Amiga. you can find me. Me, you can find me, Mika Prismaya, cool streamer, as you might expect, on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash Prismaya, P R I S M A U I A, and also on Twitter. Very yeah, nice, you should. Nice. She's really and, good. She's and, good at doing <laughs> She's good at doing uh, things on the internet. Stop, it's really uh, funny. Stop, she's a funny uh, person. <laughs> uh, special thanks, as always, to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And you can also find her on Twitter and Instagram. But what are we going to be talking about next time? We recently talked about Sonic Adventure for part of our anniversary. We're going to go back to Sonic Adventure, but this time we're covering how the comics handled them now. When we mean the comics, we specifically mean Arch. Yeah, well, it depends (laughs) on which ones you're reading. Uh, No, I'd say both of them. Well, they have the... Well, okay. Uh Uh, But (laughs) I I have my opinions regarding this. We're talking about Archie and Fleetway, a.k.a. the comic STC. Uh, They handled... The the uh, this uh, this transition Sonic's rocky transition to 3D in a very rocky way. Uh, they, I'm really excited to talk about this. It's going to be weird to go to essentially the death of STC after we already did the they, death of Archie. Yeah. So that, oh god, you're right. Oh man, it's all about mortality on this podcast. But until then, I'm Cyberlink. I am Game Buddy. I'm Falero. I'm Rock the Jake. And I'm Mika. Who's your daddy, Shadow? (laughs) (laughs) Good read. Thank you for listening to The Hill is Always Greener. We'll see you on the other side.